Mayor K is a filmmaker, public speaker, and social media personality, spreading positivity and kindness through his online social media brand. Mayor K is here with us tonight. Let us begin. <laughs> that is Mayor K. We are live from Los Angeles today. Shalom. How are you? <laughs> Well, Hashem, really good to good. be here. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Yeah, thank you. Um, you you made a lot of, of cool stuff over the years. Uh, I want to start with somewhere a bit unorthodox. Um, do you remember your bar mitzvah? Yeah, I do remember bar mitzvah. <coughs> um, it was it was a great it was a party. It was a very traditional party. Um, parents, I'm the oldest of of three of, of three siblings. Also four, so my parents went all out on my bar mitzvah. I mean, they went all out on all my my siblings. Thank God, they're fantastic. Fantastic people. Um, it was very traditional, you know, we, I, and I grew up in New Haven, Connecticut. So my parents were, they brought in a bus load of, of my friends from camps from New York. So they, they rented a bus. All the kids oh, remember, yeah, they came, 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 a bunch of people came from New York. A lot of my friends from, from camp came in. It was a party. We had, we had a cotton candy. We had a clown magician. Um, the dancing was fun, I remember. I did, I was really proud of myself because I did the, the whole mimer and in Yiddish, which I don't, you know, speak Yiddish. I didn't grow up. But like that was, you know, it's tradition. So like, I remember doing that. I haven't said another word in Yiddish since then. Can you talk us the first line? Well, and that's all I got. Oh. Wow, I don't know. Oh, oh gosh, that's how, how much? Of the, how much of the parsha did you read? Did you so read? that was interesting with the parsha. My parsha is Shemais, um, but the thing is, like halfway through learning the parsha. My parents decided that we're going to like like have, do. I want. We're gonna, like, they changed the plans around. We're supposed to do it Shemais, but then, long story short, I had to end up stopping there and, and learn Vayera, which was the following week's parsha. I don't know. I don't know what they decided. Like there was a change of plans. We're going to be sitting in New York for that Shabbos, so to be in the Haven. Okay. So at the end of the day, I ended up learning doing Vayera back at home. And I only got to like like Ravi. So no. actually never. Yeah, but you know, I, I rocked, yeah. I rocked Tovi. And then it happened to be for the next year, I did like Monday and Thursdays. I did like, yeah, Shinyam Oh, nice. Yeah, so I, I was able, I did like did all the parshas for like, I did, I was, yeah, I was a laner for, for Monday to Thursdays in Yeshiva or different places. So I laned for a while. And then I also did Megillah. I learned how to do Megillah, which is, came in handy. By the way, those who are listening, you're in Yeshiva, learn Megillah, it's clutch. Why? Because it'll, it'll, it'll get you to those cool little, like, you know, it'll give you more options for Purim. If you want to go somewhere cool and funky, and Shulchan, I'm always looking for someone to do laning. I actually remember, because my dad told me when he was younger, he, he had an opportunity to go to Alaska, to, I think it was Alaska, to do, and they asked him if he was able to do, to do, um, to, to lane for on the Megillah and he said no and he, he, and he didn't know how to and in hindsight he's like listen Mary you know and I think there's a famous saying like you know I think what's his name says um, Richard Br- Branson he says um, you know if you get approached with an, with, a, with, a, with, a, with an opportunity even if you don't know how to do it say yes and then learn how to do it right so that's like sort of my dad told me he's like you know what just you gotta just say yes learn how to do it you know he says I should have just you know I should learn to Megillah that's it you know go to Alaska so and it was just stuck with me. And so that's something that so I- So you learned Megillah, yeah. So I learned Megillah and it was awesome. I did some really, yeah, it was great. I went to like, in Israel, went to some cool bases and went, Megillah was fun. Was, you, how long did it take you to learn the whole Megillah? I, it was dedication. I had the tape and I listened to it after Seder and Yeshiva. It took me a few months, you know? It took me a few months. Yeah. Spending a little time on it every night. That's right. Yeah. It was commitment, but it was, yeah, it was great. I, I remember seeing this piece recently that was, um, uh, I think it was, it was, 
Oh, who was it? It was Adam Sandler on the Howard Stern show. Yeah. Have you seen this piece? For sure. When he was doing the bar mitzvah, he did. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the blessing before he, the Torah. And they're just like on it again. On it. You know, it's like that Hebrew school education right there. You just jump right on that. It's like, you know, you know, maybe the Shema, you know, you know your bar mitzvah, maybe Haftorah, the, the brachos that he knew. Yeah. Yeah. It's like some things that just like any traditional Jew will know, you know. Right. Yeah, it's, it's true. But even that's starting to fit. I had a conversation with someone in the Grove the other day where in a, and uh, he was asking, he overheard that, you know, he saw I was Jewish and he overheard that I travel a lot. He asked me about anti-Semitism and he was saying how he's teaching his kids not to be, that he's not telling his kids that they're Jewish. What? Because he's afraid of their well-being of being out for anti-Semitism. And that was very interesting, you know, like you should, so I had, a, yeah, we had, we discussed that a bit and I was telling him, I was sharing that I thought that would well, I think in the long run be detrimental. A because, um, you know, it's 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 an identity crisis. You know, if first of all, you 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 don't know what's going to be, you know, down the world, um, down the road. Um, but I think it's, I think it's it's very important. It's for the reason that people need a sense of identity, and then being Jewish, you know, there's going to be a search growing up, and and for them to have to. Figure that out to be proud to be to be instilled with the to be instilled with the ideas that of who they are to be proud of who they are mm. is priceless you know and you know as as we know I mean I growing up in stories of my grandparents who like risked their lives and people in the family have given up their lives for Yiddishkeit you know for me it's it's, in, it's ingrained fully but also just being out there in the world people have to identify with something and being Jewish in a very spiritual sense it's you know it's it runs so deep it's something that's going to be it's tied with them so deeply that's going to be a conversation that's going to, it's going to be something that they're going to have to face sooner than, you know, sooner than later. Right. Um, I don't know. He, he was, he was quite frightened of where the world may be going with, uh, I'm sure. yeah. Did, is that like, is that the first time you've encountered someone saying that? Um, that yes. I mean, people have had discussions about anti-Semitism. People ask questioning how was, how was anti-Semitism around the world? Um, many people like don't have the opportunity to travel. And I think I've, I've had the opportunity to do so, but that in particular, how to like, yeah, and the response of that, was like, yeah, I never heard anybody saying how they would they would hide that fact yeah. from their kids. Yeah, that's that's a new one for me too, man. Yeah, that's, that's pretty bleak. Mm. Yeah. Do you do you um, do you share the guy's fears for the future? Um, I I don't fear. I mean, it's something to be conscious of and aware of. But I'm not. I'm not. I don't live. I'm not, I think living in fear is never a great. Okay. Yeah. yeah, let me rephrase that. You share his concerns for the future. And concerns, I, I, I think action definitely action has to be taken, taken right. I mean, we we all find ourselves in little bubbles where we feel comfortable. But the fact is, there is, you know, there anti-Semitism exists. Um, and I have friends who are on campuses, and they, it's really extreme over there. Really, really extreme in in Europe, in different places. Sometimes we don't feel it in the bigger cities like LA and New York. Maybe they, maybe people do have experiences with that. Um, I think it just continues. Education showing up as 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 a good kiddush Hashem, as respectful, good person, um, because we're not by forcing our agendas on anybody or ideas never works, as we know, right? right? So we just anything we are forced, we want to do the opposite. And it's just open communication, showing respect, showing up for other people, other minorities, just showing up as 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 as, as you are um, is is more. There may perhaps a longer road, but that's I think the one that sticks. Yeah, sure. I get I get messages from people from around the world of many different faiths. Some who are Muslim, some Christian, some who are atheists, and they're expressing ways, expressing that they had one idea what a Jew was and is, and you know by seeing different types of videos that I've created, they that, that perception has changed. So just you know 
reinstills the fact that just spreading good messages, showing up as, you know, sticking by the principles and spreading kindness and goodness um, will prevail. It's the game to be in. Yeah. What does that mean, showing up for other minorities? Well, more, this what just showed up in my mind was like, more recently with the, the shooting that took place in New Zealand. Yeah. So, um, as we know, you know, um, a government sh- killed over four, four nine people and many more injured. Um, and that was over in two mosques. And so, like, in a case like that, where, like, you know, yes, we have, we have our own tragedies that take place. And um, not, I know we diminish that. But also, like, we sometimes can fall silent to when other tragedies happen to other, other sects and against other sects of religious, religious sects. So it's just showing up and supporting that as well. Like, hey, we're not going to be silent in those cases. Not only, not only when it just happens to us, but to any of our brethren, any other people of any faith, any, right. any background. So right. that's what I mean. It's like to, it's like to show up and, and be supportive of just humankind. I hear that. Yeah. Have you ever seen the, the photos of um, Avram, Rabbi Avram Yeshua Heschel marching with Martin Luther King Jr. Nice, yeah, I've seen the photos. Yeah, I remember this line, this one line from him. He said, "When I marched in Selma, my feet were praying." Mm, I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's great. That sort of reminds me of like Simcha Torah. You know, it's like we just like dance and that's make me but That's really that's really cool. That's really special. And that's a beautiful, and that's a beautiful fact right there about just people coming together, um, standing together, yeah, respecting each other, and against against this blatant. Just hate. You've you've traveled a bunch in Europe. Yeah. What's 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 what is the anti-Semitism like over there? Um, it's, it's it's I haven't been in Europe in a while, but I was I did spend some time uh, on Shulchas in Manchester, and it's um it's 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 just you know I've I've just have a lot of compassion towards um people who are who is practice anti-Semitism. They really don't know. It usually comes from just from like yeah, this knowledge of being fed certain like you know ideas from. N- just unreliable sources. Um, and then it's also sometimes coupled with the, you know, troubled backgrounds and there's, there's a way of, you know, throwing off responsibility or let, venting. Um, I was surrounded by like six, seven um, people who, who were anti-Semitic and it was, it was very scary. And what was also very scary was, you know, being surrounded by these people, but at the same time, people who walked by, it was a pretty busy street. No one said boo, no one stopped, no one engaged to help. Where was this? In um in Manchester, you, in in Manchester, you were surrounded Manchester, by England. six or seven people. Yeah. on the street. Yeah, in broad daylight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was it was definitely frightening and a lot of words and there was a little pushing and shoving. Thank God nothing broke out to what could have been God forbid worse. But yeah, that really landed with me. That shook me up. But what really shook me up was was the silence and that you know the silence of of the people who stood by. Like no one was walking by and even like yelled out and said, "Correct, hey, right." It's yeah. It was just very scary to see that, and, you know, sort of, you know, people could just be so quiet and stand as, as atrocities could happen. And you think God, nothing happened in that particular case, you know, in a physical sense. Sure. But, um, but just, you know, just, just, just watching. That's crazy. And something that could be even worse, right? Who's, isn't, isn't there a line around the Holocaust or it's like more Mark Twain? I forget who, I forgot the line, but it's about, you know, how, 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 the next level of of, of of destruction and is is by by people watching but not doing anything. Ooh. Yeah. A... Yeah, but it's um I get the sentiment. You get the idea. It's I'm trying I I don't I am trying to like run through like my list of Holocaust quotes right. yeah. and the Mark Twain quotes and it's not being anything. Uh, but like that's that's a that's a really frightening thing. 
It was frightening, and um, and it just you know it, it really shows that it it just it shows the fact that we have to just keep on growing and 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 sharing and and educating and just you know unity unity is the most important, but at the same time not losing one's identity in it all. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's a concept of you know the oneness and it's something that I've just been hearing and reading about, learning about, but like there is a beauty about the whole world. You know, and how we're all human beings and we all connect on, on love and feelings and connection and dance and music. It's beautiful. Um, and at the same time, but at the same time, not to lose our individuality and, and to also celebrate each other's, you know, uniqueness and what makes us special. And, 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 that's, and, that's, and that's beautiful as well. And we shouldn't get swallowed up. Right. You know, communism is all about equal and same. And, but no, no, everybody has their power. Everybody has their special uniqueness, you know, and, and everybody has their beautiful religions of connecting to a higher power. And it's beautiful and that should be celebrated. Um, and at the same time, not to forget, you know, to, to, to always remember that, yeah, beneath the surface, um, we are all of one same. We're all children of God. We all are, are a part of this human race. So, uh, you know, the, and there's no need to try to convince others to be of the same. No, beautiful, respect, love and cherish. You know, one's own heritage and history and religion and way of being. Um, and, and, and really, that's, I mean, I think that was, you know, that's, that's what life's all about. Yeah. Um, I was chatting to like a dear friend and, and mentor in, in Melbourne a couple of months ago. And he was, um, uh, we, we were talking about this, this idea and how um, there's, this, there's this big sort of sense, I think, amongst like, just people in the West, just who don't have any particularly strong identity that they're sort of, being good with everyone else's identity kind of is their identity. And I, I, I like we were discussing how the really, the really great encounters in, in um, between cultures, between religions, um, they don't, they don't come about from like people starting with the premise of um, everything is, everything is like equally welcome here. It, they start with the premise of people going deep inside their own tradition or culture or whatever, like hard, like studying that. And then actually having something to bring to the table, and so then they can actually encounter other people in a, in a deeper way. Hmm. Interesting. That is interesting. <clears throat> I, I think like uh, you 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 went through the Chabad system growing up. I did. Yeah, yeah. I went to yeshiva throughout my years. I went to Shluchas. Um, got my smicha in Singapore. Um, did that for two years. That was amazing. That was a great experience. But. You, you 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 were rabbinically ordinated in Singapore. in Singapore. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did not know there was a, a rabbinic program in Singapore. They got it. They got it. There's a thriving Jewish community. There's a Jewish school. There's um. There's like we ran the camp there. There's a kosher restaurant. There's a kosher supermarket. Um, thriving. And even from where when I was there, now I heard it's grown even more. There's a massive Sephardi community, Ashkenaz community, every type of in-between community. It's really, it's a really great spot. Rari Abrajal is running a beautiful community over there. The community members, the families there are fantastic. Till today, I'm close with some, with many of them. And then also just um, with me and my friends, the, the, the Shulchan, the guys who I went with are just my best friends till today. So it's, it was really a special, really special, uh, really special time in my life. I, I find it like, like that, that sort of thing is, that's, that's one thing that Chabad does really well. It's like, push everyone through the system so by the time you're like 22 you're a rabbi and you've got your you've got like some grounding you know what you're yeah you know, you know a thing or two about your tradition oh uh, yeah i mean there's definitely something to say about the the, the system i didn't do so well and i mean i didn't really 
you know, the system and I had our own, our, our ways of, it wasn't a perfect fit. I can't imagine. I yeah. can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, you could it right. Seriously, right? It's, how did that go? Um, at the same time, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, there's definitely a lot of beauty in the, in the system. Um, and it definitely, definitely learn a lot about, you can learn a lot about yourself and you do learn about yourself. It's part of, it was, you know, this, it was part of my, my, my heart, my, me growing up, part of my story. Is there something in particular that you're, you're grateful for that you picked up that's like so natural to you now that you don't even notice it, but every so often you see it well, not be there. I think, you know, like, I think you touched on it, but like with Chabad as well, we, we were always from a very young age, I'm 13, 14 years old, going on the street, being like sort of thrown in there, like approaching people, busy people in New York City, especially people running to jobs back and forth, Wall Street, Times Square, whatever it may be. You're jumping out of a mitzvah tank, you're warning people, you're asking about their religion, you know, are you Jewish, excuse me, like <laughs> the most like, you know, like unorthodox thing you could have to say to somebody, right? Like, and you're out there, you're facing these people, going on campuses at 14, 15, these kids are, you know, 18, between 18 and 22. And you're, you're having like conversations about real life, about decisions, about God, about spirituality, about this, about, about life. And, and so within those circumstances to face your fears, to step into the uncomfortability, to have conversations, um, with, with, with people who are much older than you. I think that running seders, running different programs uh, and then traveling to foreign places and just being exposed to the world um, through the lens of, of, of which, which Chabad you know, opens us up to is really, really special. And I think that's a lot, yeah, I would say a lot of my confidence in public speaking and, and just be able to connect with people from many different types of backgrounds comes from, from my upbringing. That's, that's that's excellent, man. Yeah. I speak on the subject of public speaking. I uh, I saw your TED talk, which is fantastic. My TED talk. Yeah. No, I don't think I had a TED talk yet. Was that? Oh, sorry, the TEDx talk. No. Maybe TEDx. Some. No. Mic drop. Mic drop. Mic drop. All right. Well, well, I'm we'll sure Mike Trump will love to know that's on that. You know, on that level. Hey, look, it was yeah. very professionally done. Yeah, yeah. Mike, I do a good job. So Mike Mike drops like the local Jewish TED vibe going on in, I think it's even beyond the, the Jewish world now they've really grown into they've done stuff with the army and then with different like um, different uh, world worldwide brands um, but it had it has its humble beginnings within the Jewish community and it's yeah it's, it's a it's a platform for people to share um, it's a public speaking platform so want to learn how to share how to build a, a speech through vulnerability to know how to structure that uh, their story and share that with the world. So it's it's a, it's a, it's you learn a couple of great skills through through the program. Yeah, I hear that. I mean, I I watched yours and like I was, I was struck by the vulnerability. It was it's very real, very much showing up and yeah. having that real conversation. Yeah. Was there was there a um, did someone just come and ask you to do it and you're like sure why not? Or was it like some agonizing process for you? That yeah. Happen? Um. I was what? It, yeah. I wasn't approached. I actually seeked it out. I was. In a place where I felt very stuck, I felt like I was losing, I lost my voice. I didn't know, felt creatively and just in, in life, I just felt sort of bland and and and, and down. Mm-hmm. And um, and I was um, I was approached by. I reached out to some friends. I was reaching out to people. I you know just asking for some guidance, for some help. And a friend of mine, she mentioned, she mentioned Mike Trap, and she mentioned Rush Lowe, who who runs Mike Trap, and she put me in touch with him, and we had a discussion, we talked, and. He felt and I felt, I felt, you know what, let me give this a shot. And so, uh, and so we did. And he was incredible. It was an incredible experience. We had like four or five sessions over the phone. He was based in Miami. I was in New York at the time. And, um, and through, that, through that process, I was able to really work through some of the stuff where I was stuck in and wrote it down. And, and I wasn't planning to actually share this, the, my, my story where I wrote down in my Google Drive. It was only until after I saw 
a few of my friends speak up. There was a mic drop event that took place in New York, Rush invited me. And I saw a few of my friends, Charlie Richler, Fitz Springleman, go up and speak. And I saw the power that it took, you know, the incredible courage it took for them to go up and share it and how powerful and power they felt. And also how, how moved I was in being in the audience. So after that took place, I reached out to Rush and I told him, hey, I would love to share him. You know, I wasn't like, it was pretty apprehensive and I had my, you know, my thoughts around it. But at the same time, I realized the power it was, you know, I wasn't complete until I shared it. Right. Um, owning was, my story. It was like a little bit of uh, Miguel reading in Alaska. You know, some things are going to be tricky, but there's a certain point where you know you got to take it. It's kind of, yeah, you know, you got to step up. You got to step up to the, step up to the, to the, um, to the challenge. So, um, and I did, and thank God I, and thank God I did, because it was, it was, it was a very powerful, powerful experience at night. Yeah, I, I, I hear that. I was, um, for the folks at home, uh, Mayor Kay, Mike Drop recommended. Um, it's you telling your story. And On I just YouTube, wanna, yeah. For the, for, the, for the people at home, um, you start with, you come out dressed as a clown and you tell this joke that, um, you tell it with more of like an old, old world uh, rabbinic feel, but I, I first heard that joke, I think, from the movie Watchmen. You ever seen this film? Watchmen? Yeah. No. No? All right. So it's a film based on a comic book. I've heard of it. Yes. Yes. I haven't seen it yet. As a, it's good. But the, the, the joke, the way it's told there is, yeah. um, uh, what is it? I heard joke once. Man goes to doctor, says he's depressed, says... Um, World seems world seems uh, bitter and cruel, and and all his, you know, what have you. I forgot the exact line, but all his options seem dismal. Mm -hmm. Doctor says treatment is simple. Go to the great clown Pagliacci. He's in town tonight. Go see him. That'll cheer you right up. Man bursts into tears. But doctor, he says, I am Pagliacci. Mm. Yeah. That's it. I thought that was such a fantastic, um, I guess, old joke, old story for you to start with, because for so many people, you are you are Pagliacci. You are the great clown. Yeah. So that's that like the um, needing to look inside and go, oh, despite the fact that I made 20,000 people happy today, I'm still miserable. And like, I have to face that honestly. That, that's a big thing. Yeah, it was, you know, I was living a split life and I started to feel inauthentic. And, um, and that sort of opened up, you know, opened up this, uh, this door, which I stepped through and, um, and started a journey of just figuring out, learning about myself and, and, and building and, and stop living like a sort of a double life and bringing that all together. Well, and so it's like a process of integration for you. It was just, it was just figuring out and facing just, you know, a lot of emotions, which perhaps I was, you know, depression, sadness, and, you know, and, and I did go to therapy growing up and I felt that I, I started, I, I, the first I went to therapist was I was 14 years old, um, falling depressed in Yeshiva in my first few weeks. Um, and, you know, so and that, that I've, I've gone back and forth throughout my, throughout my life. So I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, wasn't new to that world, but at the same time, just being older and more mature and this, you know, I, I could just. I could just say, oh, I'm doing the work and just going to therapy and like, you know, showing up for the hour and that's it. Or to really put in the work and say, okay, what it is and go, really delving deep and spending time and meditating and figuring it out. Um, and discovery yourself is, is incredible. And the way of being is, 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 is very, it's super transformative. Um, there's a lot of pain, there's a lot of, you know, struggle through it, but the rewards are, 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 are amazing. You know, I'm where, where I am now, where I am, you know, from two years ago, a year ago is tremendous. You know? really? And where I was from 10, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah, absolutely. You know, every year is, is it's, it's, I just don't want to be complacent. 
Sure. You know, just like anything else I'm trying to grow, whether it's my career, whether it's, you know, relationships with other people. So I want to create a relationship with God. I want to create a deep relationship with myself. So, um, and, and when, and when I do that for myself, everything else grows. Right. Tremendously. Is there a, a, a chiddush, a breakthrough from this year in particular that you're really proud of, that you're nurturing? Um, that's a great question. Um, I feel like every host likes to hear that. <laughs> it's, it's a nice thing to hear. Yeah. Baruch Hashem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm doing my job. You're doing great. Yeah. Um, I, th- I mean, I, I think, well, I, I would say that my job was a really big breakthrough for me. Um, that night, you know, had a lot of fear around it, anxiety around it, uh, all the feelings about it, because my brand, as, as you mentioned, was like around positive and happiness and, um, and to step into this power and, and this truth of like, yeah, I'm, I'm human too. And it's okay to ask for help and it's okay to have these emotions and it's not healthy to suppress them and to, to, to see them and to, and to not to live in that space, but also like this, Hey, I'm, I'm a human being and it's okay to feel this way and to be in that and then, and to grow from that. Uh, and, and the opposite took place. People really reached out and, 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 and I think it really just deepened everything that I've been doing thus far. People were like, oh, this guy's actually like a real human being, you know what right. I mean? Like, and, and I think I was doing, I think, I think I was doing an injustice initially, which I thought was, I was coming from a good place where I didn't want people to sort of have like this beacon of like light and hope, like, you know, just pure positive and happiness. But also I think, and I know people were sort of comparing like, oh, how can I not feel this all the time? Like he does. And that's not fair because I wasn't, right? I'm only a human right. being. And all, every human being goes through that. So um, it was just a real. And I think especially, so for me, that was a breakthrough for me to be able to own that and be that person. You know, not always have to walk down the street with a big smile on my face because I'm Mayor K. And just walk down the street and be okay. Right. You know, I'm okay. And that's okay too. So, um, and- You um, are okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay. So that, that definitely was a big breakthrough. That, that one really reached me. I remember when I, I watched it as well. You mentioned it in there that people would come up and ask you, how are you happy all the time? And every time you answered, you sort of felt a little dishonest because you were sort of agreeing with the premise of the question by answering it all. You're agreeing that like it's possible to be happy all the time mm. and that you've got the secret. Yeah. And so that was, that was very cool watching you say, well, actually, as far as I can tell, it's not possible to be happy all the time. You go through your stuff, you, you deal with it, and then you keep trying to be good to others. Yeah, you keep trying. Yeah, you, you keep you just keep showing up. You you keep trying, and even like the word trying is something like you know I I have uh, you know kitchen tacos trying right as we know it's like trying. What does trying actually look in reality? It's like this exercise that maybe I'm not visually like a see, but you know you could like hold well you maybe something in your cup. But here, here's a plain cup. You can yeah. hold up. You can hold the cup in your hand, and I can tell you try to drop the cup. But you're still holding the cup, so try to drop it. You're so <gasps> you dropped the cup. So I would lift the cup up, hold it in your hand, and I say, try, try to drop it. You dropped it. Try. So the idea is that you can either hold the cup or you can drop the cup. But there's no nothing in between that. Right. There's no try to drop the cup. Right. So and that's the idea of life. You know, it's you know either you're in action or you're not, and just facing that fact. So I think it's anybody who's showing up to work towards happiness or to work something more meaningful, peace. And that's good. You don't right. Then the that, word, that's a the word trying. I think takes away from. It's like you're acknowledging your own effort. You know, it's like no, you're putting in the work. You are putting in the work. Right. If you're not, then you're not. But 
don't fool yourself by saying you're trying to put in the work. That's interesting. Because if you say, like, putting in the work, right, that's like you're doing the right thing by putting in the work. Results will come at various forms, various times. But if you say trying, then you're making the sort of success dependent on the outcome. Right. And it's like, if you didn't hit it today, then, like, all your effort is void. Yeah, yeah. correct. Right. I mean, separating efforts and outcome and also just, like, just being honest with yourself, right? Oh, I tried it. You got to tell you, if you try, you, you know, you'll succeed. You just try. You keep, keep at it, you know, taking from missing or that angle. But if, if you tried once and, you, you know, and whatever that may look like, and you just, come on, it's, yeah. you know, then you really go for it. Right. I hear it. Is it I, want to, um, I want to ask you about a, a particular video, because you've, you've put out a lot of videos over the years. Um, really good content. Some of it's like original filmmaking. Some of it you take old, old wise tales and you, you shoot them in university classrooms, which I found yeah. great. Um, I, I want to point to a particular one. You have, a, you have this beautiful short film called The Most Generous Boy in the World. Remember this one? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same came from the Eating Two Kids with God. Ah, yeah, yeah. That, that one really well. Yeah, but I, I want to just talk about this one because I thought it was so so beautifully done, and I, I hope you don't mind if I spoil it for the listeners a bit. Absolutely. Um, so Go just for, for people who haven't seen it, it's um, a very very simple set piece. You've got an ice cream store. Kid comes in um, and he asks, "How much is a an ice cream with a cone?" Uh, and I and you say it's fifty cents. He says, "Okay, well, how much is it for just ice cream on a, in a bowl?" He says, thirty five cents." So he buys the ice cream in the bowl. And he sits there and he, he gives you 35 cents and he sits there and he eats it. And he's the happiest guy in the world while he's eating it. And then he writes something down on a piece of paper and then gets up and waves to you and leaves. Uh, and then you go over and you're, you're playing the role of the, the ice cream attendant, the mm. person serving the ice cream. And you go over there and there's a little piece of paper that just says thank you on it. And he's left you a 15 cent tip. And then the final shot is you just like gazing up after him. Yeah, towards the exit. I found that so strong. So that I mean, the, the the twist is that he actually had enough to pay for the ice cream. But then you wouldn't have been able to get a tip. Right. And he was so content to just have the ice cream and skip the cone so that you could get your tip. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 the that's the that's the scene. Yeah. But I that is that that's an original. That's something you came up with the idea for. That's a story that it's one. It's an it's an old wives' tale. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. How does it go back in the Alta Heim? Well, no, never. But it's it's a story that I came across that I found inspiring, and mm-hmm. that's something. It's a lesson that I wanted to share. Um, it's and for the reason that you just mentioned, you know, that, for that incredible lesson that you could get fulfillment even more than even the comb because it's everlasting. It's you know, as you as you know, it's not about people. It's not about what you maybe say to people. It's about how you made them feel. That's what, that's what people remember in life, right? Yeah. So it's like it's it's he he was full of 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 enjoyment and content because he was able to have an ice cream, but he also knew acknowledged the fact that making the waiter feel good. Connection, man, human connection. Self is other. That's that's the that's the point. That's that's the existence of life. Yeah. You know, it's you know, we get we there are all these other distractions in this physical world, the materialistic, it's and we and we know this, right? We hear about Antonio or any other spiritual book that one may find themselves reading. And it's hard we, and we need the constant reminders and the accountability from friends and mentors to to remind ourselves, but that like we have all this distraction of chasing rat race, gaining status, whatever that may look like, power. And it's all really like, and like, who are we to think that we have control over this stuff? You know, it's, it's what we do have is how we treat others, how we see each other in each other, you know, recognizing the spirit in, in one another, mm-hmm. rooting for each other, um, standing, being there for each other. That's where that's where life that's where really life happens. It's life is happening right now, and between like the interactions that take place between two 
two people. Right. Yeah. Let me ask you this. We're, we're here in LA right now and you've um, come to the, to the land of Hollywood, the land of film. Um, entertainment. Enter, entertainment. Yeah. Um, what's, uh, what's, your, what's your dream project? What film would you really like to make? Man, that's that's great. I think that's gonna it's gonna take some time. I don't I I don't know if I know I know that right now. It's, it's I think it's going to be like that progression of making films and continue to do that, honing the craft and the messaging and and then it'll it'll come to a date perhaps. Or some people some people hit it on their first go. Who knows? Right. Um, I know. I mean, I, I love I will love to make continue to make the content I'm creating. I mean, I'm doing a lot of short form content mm-hmm. until now. I'm looking to move into more long form content, feature films, or you know web series tv show type of stuff um but i know it wanted to leave people touched moved and inspired i love to like create like some sort of like dramedy where like people are you, you feel the emotions there's some laughter but it's just like you know there's they move you just something that moves people right I want them to feel feel more human to like you know, really transport them take them the idea of any movie right is people spend the 15 bucks to go to a theater watch a film whatever is to transport them to another world right to take them out of the reality that's why in India it's so cheap they say because it's it, it takes them out of this like crazy poverty for four and a half hours these Bollywood films as they go is to really just break them out take them out of the, of, the, of where they're at and that's what film is it's this place of like imagination and wonder and, and excitement and 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 so that's I mean I love to I love to create something like that I love to create an experience where people could come and watch and feel learn something and, and, and feel feel more connected and feel more human that's great yeah. so do you um do you, you have like a, a plot in mind yet or you're just you're still wide open to it i'm still open there's some ideas now which i mean so preliminary it's you know nothing to really say and i'm in the and I'm right now in the works of of, of getting getting the rights of a, of a story um which I want once things are, you know, but yeah, God willing, sure. yeah, that's the, it's a process. I'm also realizing, I'm like, yeah, you know, making a short film, how hard could it be to make a feature film? Oh my gosh. And like, now I'm stepping into it. It's like, it's, it's, it's process. And like, I like to get things done. Like it's easy with the social media type of videos, right? Have an idea. You get the guy, you film it, boom, boom, chuck, chuck, it's up yeah. the next day. But this is like, you know, that I'm practicing patience. I'm practicing so patience. patience. I'm practicing patience and and understanding the flow, especially in New York to LA. LA has its own style of like, you know, how things flow over here where New York is like hustle, bustle, beep, beep, bam, bam, check. Blah, 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 blah. So it's just, you know, just going, you know, being just flowing, being in flow and you, trying not to force anything. Do you think at all? I mean, I, so, so, so far as I can tell, like you're already, if, if you, if you retired tomorrow, you would already have had a solid body of work. You've, you've, you've done enough to have, have made it. Do you ever think about like what you'd like your legacy to be? What you'd like to be remembered for? Man, I mean, life is uh, remembered. I mean, I, that's, I don't know. It's something that, I mean, I'm not going to be righteous and say I haven't thought about it, but and at the same time, like, I'm just, I'm just trying, like, Legacy, I'm tr- uh, does that tie in with ego? I mean, somewhat. Somewhat, sure. right. Like, it also ties in with, like, ambition and direction ambition. and, like, a, a, a task that you've, you've set yourself to that if you can get that right, then I would love to leave, it. I would love to, you know, I would love to leave a, a footprint of kindness and where it's brought, it maybe perhaps awaken a lot more people to live more fully and more genuinely, brought more kindness into the world, um, left it just a bit more better than I, than I came him in maybe touch touch people to feel less alone to feel mm-hmm. more connected um yeah to just to just bring more light more light into the world yeah cool so yeah 
And looking ahead, just like next five years, um, leaving leaving your personal work, just like looking further abroad, either to New York, where, where you currently live, or to the Jewish community, or to the world. What's what's your vision of things going right? What's your vision of a better world? A lot more understanding, less judgment um, within the community that I find myself in now. Um, can be very toxic, and and. Um, and in general as well, it's just a lot more, yeah, a lot more understanding. So maybe a little unconditional love would be nice. Some radical acceptance would be cool. You know, sprinkle that in to humanity. <laughs> like a little dabble-dabble. Um, there are moments in time when that happens throughout life, right? It's different times. I think, I think Hashem is really smart with sprinkling some of the holidays throughout the year as they do. It sort of brings out a certain spirit and from from people. So like... Um, I would say that's, that'd be great to be a bit more compassionate. And I think of in general, to be more compassionate with ourselves a bit. I, myself, you, with yourself, anybody. Because I think a lot of that judgment and a lot of like ugh, ferocious, like be like this, be like that, we, you know, is, comes from a, a lacking of self, of really understanding himself and, and internalizing. And so we just push that into other people. We do this because we do this without any explanation. I think that generation doesn't exist anymore. We are coming from a generation of surviving and now we're in a generation of thriving. And so it's a whole different mentality. It's a whole different way of teaching. It's a whole different way of being. Um, and so there's a lot of fear around, you know, like we have to, you know, we, we're going to, you know, Again, everything is balanced, but there's just a different language. I feel like with the generation I I feel a part of, and, and the ones below that are coming, mm-hmm. say below, coming younger than me, um, that it's like this, it's this way of talking, connecting, and I think a lot of teachers and mentors are, are starting to learn and understand that, and um, and I think that's awesome. You know, we, like with a place like my shop, like places uh, like. The conversations are so. I feel like are heading to a place of authenticity and vulnerability and sharing, and where, where we used to be hidden, you know, and we don't share that kind of stuff, secrets. It's so dangerous, you know, and that's when people feel alone, and uh, nothing great happens when that when people feel that way. So, more of that, please, you know, double <laughs> double serving of that. So, um, Amen. if that could be a message I can you know leave people with is that you know a not to feel alone, and if you, you feel so. That could be a good indicator to reach out to somebody in that very moment. You feel oh, that's that's the moment to reach out to somebody, and don't be afraid of being judged. If you reach out to somebody that you look up to, that you um, reach out to me if you like, um, or or not find somebody that you look you know that's something that you want to connect with, um, and uh, and make that happen because that's that's how we all grow and we're really all part of you know this one body, and when now. Uh, when one person does well, we all do well. Vice versa. Well, thank you for helping light the way forward. I um, I, I'd love to keep talking, but Merke, we're out of time. Hey, thank you very Have much. Have a great day. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Really, really awesome. God bless. Oh, you have a you have a, a, a YouTube page or Facebook page you want to plug real quick? Oh, I mean, people, uh, yeah, you you um, people can find my work. And what I'm up to on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, it's at Mayor K, M-E-I-R space K-A-Y, or no space, M-E-I-R, M-E-I-R-K-A-Y, Mayor K. Have a great day. <laughs> 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 All right. Thanks, bro. Chaim. Chaim.